Ladies and gentlemen, very welcome to the CX Goalkeeper Smart Discussion. Today, it's real. I'm really thrilled because I have James Dotkins with me. He's real. I ask, it's not an hologram, it's the real James Dotkins. Hi, James. Hello, and thanks for having me. Thank you very much, James, for uh, joining my, my podcast, this discussion. Uh, I know that your calendar, your agenda is quite busy and you find time so, to support also other people. And this is what I really like. Uh, this time, and it's really the first time I'm doing that in, the, in, in such a podcast, I want to spend the first minute speaking about you because I'm a big, big fan of James and I want to share my story because it's really time to explain how much you helped me and I'm really happy to, to share that and for sure the rest of, of this discussion then the stage will be yours. You can rock on customer experience and on LinkedIn. Uh, and the story to cut it really short is I have been following you since, uh, since a while, really for uh, several years and I really enjoyed and liked the way how you are explaining customer experience but also the simplicity of the example that you are sharing with us. Because these, these are really understandable. And if we can understand that, we can also then apply that. And, and this is really, really great. And then at one webinar, you spoke about the um, ACX Specialist Certification, Accredited Customer Experience Specialist Certification. And uh, I was really keen to understand more, to see how you prepare that, how, how you're explaining these topics because I want really to understand that. And then I decided to apply it and this was really a great decision because I fall in love, sorry, not with you, but with the methodology and, uh, and, and it was really great. I went through the first certification and this is the standard that you are doing and I liked it very much. And then you gave me a great opportunity to be the first one worldwide to do also the accredited customer experience specialist certification plus and there was only the, the the what task was is was to apply this methodology to a private project and i decided to apply that for my podcast for my uh, linkedin setup how is my branding on linkedin and we came up with this idea together because uh, the really value added is also having the opportunity to discuss with you to share with you the ideas we came up with the idea of the customer experience um, goalkeeper. And um, I think I am really happy of doing that. It's, it's really my hobby. In the, in the evening, instead of looking at uh, Netflix or doing other stuff, I focus on customer experience and on my passion. And thanks to this methodology, I was really able to grow my audience. I doubled the, the people that are following me in the last months on LinkedIn. I know there is quite a lot of people that did that, but really by applying this methodology and your support, I was able to do that. I had also great success with my customer experience advanced calendar. There we had uh, roughly 600 to 700 people looking at that every day for 24 days in December. And, and I think this also there, I really applied what you are um, teaching us what you are explaining to, to us. And for sure, if you get the first uh, success, then people get keen, interested. And now I'm getting the first invitation for uh, webinars to write a small article and something like that. And this was really key for me to start with the CX Goalkeeper. This is my passion. And really, thanks to you, I was able to implement my, my roadmap. Thank you very much, James.
Oh, you do. Thank yourself because the thing is, lots of lots of people ask me for advice about this sort of stuff, and I'm the sort of person that I I, I will happily sit down and talk with anyone about this. Hardly anyone actually implements the stuff I talk to them about. Hardly anyone. So thank yourself for actually doing the stuff you spoke about because there's one thing learning what to do and it's a complete other thing actually doing what you learn and you did it you walked the talk and of course the the results have shown that so i mean i'll take a little bit of the thanks i guess but most of it's on you thank yourself thank you james um, and now let's really go to the main topic of our discussion and really understand um, what you are doing and also perhaps your, your future, future plan. I think you don't really need a big introduction what you are doing. You are the most UK customer experience influ influencer. You wrote several books. You have quite a lot of uh, webinars that you are running. You have a big uh, success. Uh, you are launching something. Um, with uh, more than 700 people that applied to, to your new uh, courses. Uh, and therefore, perhaps, could you tell us something that people don't know about you? Something. Okay, so I'll, I'll tell you something interesting that I did at the start of the year. I did a 10-day water fast. So for 10 days, I didn't consume a single calorie. I didn't eat any food. Uh, the only thing that passed my lips was water and black coffee and some like minerals like salt and stuff. So yeah, 10 whole days. And how are you feeling after these 10 days? Good. I mean, well, I mean, at the end of the 10 days, there was a, but afterwards, yeah, felt great. A lot more clarity, a lot more focus. Um, just feel better in general, better moods. Lost some weight, of course, as you, <laughs> you can imagine. But yeah, it was... um. A good thing because I did it last year for seven days at the beginning of the year. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to push it a little bit further. I don't think that every year I'm going to be like, oh, let's go one day more because then in like 10 years' time, I'll just die. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's the thing, the weird thing is people say, oh, weren't you hungry? First couple of days, yeah, you are. But after that, the hunger sort, sort of goes away and it's a mental challenge with yourself. It's like you're battling against yourself because your brain wants you to eat stuff and of course you see food and if you've got a family you're preparing food for your family so it's a real sort of like a mental struggle not to do it. and it was a cool thing to do so there you go that's one thing that people don't know about me and um, perhaps to to get a bit more understanding about that what was your target what do you mean what what do you wanted to achieve with these 10 days health benefits at the end of the day like the entire month of December, I just completely abused myself with food and drink. And by the end of it, I was like, oh, I don't feel very good. I hurt everywhere. Just things are creaking. And I was like, you know what? Let's do the fast because it, there's loads of health benefits. Um, it reduces inflammation. There's a process called autophagy that goes on where your cells renew themselves you go into ketosis where your body flips over to using fat for fuel which supposedly is like the preferred uh fuel and there's tons of benefits to that so it was basically just to feel better because i just like eaten like a, you know one of those medieval kings that you see in game of thrones or whatever for an entire month 
and by the end of it, I was feeling like crap. So I was like, okay, let's let's sort myself out. Uh, thank you. And uh, I think there is uh, Latins are saying main sana in corpore sano. It means you can have mental health only if you are yourself healthy. And this is this is really one uh, one one key. And um, perhaps let's let's go to the main topic and uh, sharing your wisdom about uh, your strategies, about a successful customer outcome and so on. Um, I spoke about this methodology and I can confirm it's really working. It was a small project. It was a small private project. However, it works. Uh, where did you discover this, this methodology and uh, how did you, or are, how are you leveraging this methodology also for your business? So the, um, the SEO method was, it was kind of a, a rebrand of something called the CEM method. And the CEM method has been around for, Got to be close to 20 years now. And it was originally started by a guy called Steve Towers. And so a while back, I was working with Steve Towers on, on process improvement training. So we were talking to people about how to create customer centric process improvement projects. So improving processes with the actual customer in mind, not just making things faster and more efficient, just making sure they actually deliver success to the customer. And of course, going into the process world, I mean, like, hey, Lean and Six Sigma Master Black Belts, think about your customers. They were like, no, it's different and scary. I don't want to do it. And so it was a bit of a battle at times. And then, of course, as the customer experience world grew, you go to customer experience people and say, hey, think about your customers. And they go, yeah, OK. So it was a bit like, oh, I like these guys better. They get it. This, <laughs> this is far easier. So it kind of flipped over from, a customer centric version of process improvement to almost like a process centric view of customer experience improvement. And um, over the years, the, the method's been changed and evolved from research with some of the best companies in the world, uh, even basically the best customer experience minds in the world. And that's people like you actually using it on a daily basis, feeding it back saying, hey, you know what, I tried it with this little tweak and got this result so it's constantly being evolved and constantly being updated the seo method was a break off though to give a real basic sort of replicable and sustainable and scalable methodology that anyone can use in their business to improve their customer experience you don't need any fancy degrees you don't need any other knowledge other than that you know what a customer is that's like the only prerequisite knowledge you need to know to be able to do it and the idea was to be able to help people understand that the only reason customer experience exists is to deliver those successful outcomes for their customers and if what you're doing on a daily basis doesn't contribute to that successful outcome you've got to ask why are you doing it so of course as you know that every single step and stage in the method, the, the output from one becomes the input for the next thing. So you've got this logical chain of things you can go through that is gonna really help you, not just understand what a successful customer outcome is, but actually deliver it as well. And um, I think this is, this is key and uh, I, I fully agree with you. Uh, how are you applying this, this method to, to your business? Well, like it's, once you do it over and over again, it becomes second nature to think of the customer's outcome first. You internalize it, it becomes part of the way that you think. 
and it's just every day everything i do in the content that i create in the training that i create in the webinars that i do in literally in anything i do my first question is who is the customer what is their successful outcome and then i work backwards from that try and understand what that successful outcome is for the person that's going to be consuming the content or taking the training or attending the webinar or whatever and then build backwards to what it is that i'm doing so it's it just it just becomes second nature but first first thing you need to understand is what is that successful outcome um, and I think this is uh, important not only for you on the, or for me, but this is important for all companies thinking about customer needs. And you have great example what we shouldn't think about what customer wants, <laughs> but thinking about what uh, what customer needs really are. And and basically, uh, you have quite a different uh, type of businesses, but. Perhaps, can you please explain a bit who are your target customer or the personas that you are defining in, in your different areas of, of what you're doing? Yeah, so my target customer, it's people like you, it's people that are customer experience professionals and that love customer experience, that want to learn more about customer experience. I don't really target like C-level people. I don't target specific companies. The stuff I do is all for the actual CX community, for the people doing the work every single day. So, and, and that's what I, because the thing is, it's, it's really easy to fall into the trap of trying to create things for big corporates or for C-level people to try and make them then, you know, hire you in to do a big transformation. Product. But I'm not about that. It's, I don't, that's not, there's plenty of people that are really good at that. That's not me. What I'm trying to do is help the people that love customer experience, that work on customer experience every day, learn stuff and, and not just learn new stuff, but learn stuff they already know, but think about it in a different way, in a fun way, in an engaging way, in a, in a way that they're excited to learn about it. Not that it's a chore, not that it's a task like, oh, I've got to learn this thing that, that when they see one of my videos, they get excited, they go, ah, what's he going to say now? What's he going to talk about now? How's he going to explain it in a weird way? And that's what I want to try and inspire in people. But also there's another side of the business with um, independent CX trainers, coaches and consultants, because there's the discipline of customer experience is still quite a young discipline. It's, it's there's people out there that say I've been doing customer experience for 25 years. Yeah. Okay. Right. Sure. I mean, technically we've all been doing customer experience the entire time however it's only really been codified as a discipline in the last 10 years really so there's not very many people out there that have managed to achieve i don't know like a level of notoriety or even successful independent businesses and as somebody that's been lucky enough to do both of those things create a successful customer experience business and gain a relative amount of notoriety in the customer experience world. I kind of feel like it, not a duty. I don't feel a duty to, but like I want to help other people that want to achieve that stuff too. Because for me, my whole thing is selfish. I'm a selfish person. I want to leave an impact in the customer experience world. I want to impact it. I want to leave a legacy. And there's part of me that thinks, well, what better way to leave an impact in the customer experience world than by also helping other people create an impact in the customer experience world. So not doing it to be nice, 
I'm a selfish person. It's all all because I want to leave a legacy. But it's, but in all seriousness, no. There's there's certain things that people need to do in certain orders to build a successful independent CX business, and I've learned that the hard way. I've ten, my, I've been doing this for ten years now. A lot of people don't realise that because, of course, the the whole rock star rebrand that I went through is the thing that shot me into notoriety so to speak but i've been behind the scenes plugging away at this for, for for 10 years and i've had a fairly successful cx business for 10 years and i've learned a hell of a lot about what to do and what not to do in that time and if i can pass that on to people then that's good and the thing what I've, what I've started to realize is especially putting together some of the stuff that i'm going to be like for instance the free training that i'm doing on the 5th of february um called rockstar cx academy the I kind of realized that at times I was probably giving bad advice to people because I was telling people to do what I was doing, but they weren't at the stage I was at. So I was giving them like seven figure strategies when they were a $7 company. <laughs> and I, I sort of realized, oh crap, there, there is a, there's a process that they've got to go through dependent on the stage that they're at. You can't just jump into doing all, all the fancy glory stuff just because you think it, it looks cool. There's steps and stages that you've got to go through. And it, it led me to put together what, what I'm calling the Rockstar Roadmap. And I'm calling it that just because it sounds cool. I could have called it anything, but alliteration. That's, and, it's, and it's eight stages, sorry, eight areas that you need to really look at in your independent customer experience business. And that's what I'm going to be sharing in the, the training because I feel a little bit guilty that I've probably given some people some bad advice over the years and it's going to help um, sort of create that impact as well. And, and I think this is what I really like from the customer experience community in particular, also what, what you are doing, it's this, Inter genuine interest to share the information, to share the learnings and to help other people. And you are not expecting to get something back. I, we fully understand that you want, you want to achieve something, but it's really key, this genuine sharing of information, sharing of learnings, helping other people to create also their story and continue on this, on this customer, yeah. customer experience um, strategy. Well, I mean, that's, that's the philosophy I take with it. It's, literally give as much away for free as I can. And knowing that maybe like 1% of the people that enjoy that stuff are going to take that next step and maybe do the training or join a coaching circle or, or something like that. But it's, it's not, if I were to focus on the, the sale and the selling of things, I'd be doing things very different and it would mean I would probably sell less stuff. Whereas I, again, it's focus on the outcome and the the money side will look after itself and that's that's the advice i give to businesses there's there's a successful customer outcome and there's a su successful business outcome if you focus on the successful outcome the successful business outcome will look after itself and that's what i'm doing i'm just, i'm trying to give so much value for free to people that a tiny percentage will take it upon themselves and decide to go that next step further and help me pay my bills but that's not that's not the goal that's the reward and I think that's the big thing. People see the sale as the goal. The sale's not the goal. 
the sales the reward for achieving the successful outcome for your customers i think this is the key and it's uh, in what what uh, we learn or we learn also during your courses this is really the, this mean to uh, develop this mentality but now that you're saying that you're giving so many things for free can i have the guitar on the left side the red one <laughs> no you cannot this is a virtual zoom background anyway i'm not so sure <laughs> <laughs> no the thing is I, the, this was my lockdown project because i was like you know what if i'm going to be on zoom a lot more i may as well have a really cool zoom background and it's like the world's most expensive zoom background but now there's a couple of these guitars that i want to sell but i can't because it'll ruin the aesthetic so i'm stuck with them now <laughs> they're there for life I think this, this is also the key to have uh, such a background and you created re really your brand, the, the Six Rockstar. And um, what, what I would like to, uh, to, to ask and to understand, uh, you are on LinkedIn, you are on Instagram, you are on TikTok, you, you are everywhere. Uh, what's your view on this uh, social media and how are supporting your, uh, your strategy? The thing is, social media is now the place where people get information so a big part of being an independent cx trainer coach or consultant is about attention you've got to get attention and if you want to be seen if you want people to you know follow you and consume your content to to learn that oh this they know what they're talking about. I like this person. Then you need to be where they are and where they are is on social media. So it's, it's opened up a whole new world of, of possibilities really where any person can learn about essentially anything at any time. And I think that's been, it's been good and it's been bad because it means that any person can teach stuff as well which can can be bad and i think there's there's people out there not not in the cx world just in the overall world that are given a given advice that's maybe i don't know i don't want to say that they're not qualified to give because that's that's not really what i mean but maybe that they they should be the ones doing more learning than than teaching if that makes sense but i mean as to say that like i i don't stop learning i'm constantly learning i'm constantly reading well listening to new books going on webinars going on courses attending events just literally anything i can do to learn more about what i'm doing it, it, it excites me i like one of the one of the things that gives me the biggest thrill is when i read something or hear something that makes me think about something in a different way i love that and it's probably weird because a lot of people don't like that. They're like, oh, no, I don't want to think of it. But for, for some reason, when I hear something that I'm like, whoa, I've never thought of it like that before. I love it. And then it makes me think about other things and it snowballs. And then it's like, oh, you know what? I want to help other people think that way too. Like if that person can give me that inspiration, I want to give other people that inspiration too. And that's, again, that's another selfish motivator for me. It makes me feel good when other people enjoy and get inspired by what i'm doing i had the same experience and i mentioned one book but it can be quite a lot of other books when i read uh, the experience economy having really a different view on the market and on the understanding what what will 
happen in, in, in future. And um, if I speak about future, it's also related to, to my questions. In 2020, you were really uh, everywhere, LinkedIn, Instagram, and, and so on. What are your plans for 2021? When it comes to content, it's a tough one. It's going to be a mixture. It's going to be a mixture of sort of scripted content, planned content. It's going to be a mixture of sort of fly on the wall, documentary style content. There's not going to be much blog writing in there because I'm not very good at it. So I try not to do it, but I'm, I'm just going to stick to what I have been doing, just trying to give enough um, content that keeps people interested, but not so much that they're like, well, bored of this guy <laughs> which to be fair last last year there was there was a period where i think i was probably posting a little bit too much and somebody reached out to me and said james like i can't i can't go on the internet without seeing something from you somewhere you're everywhere and i'm like well, yeah that's the point and he was like yeah but are you not worried that you're overwhelming people and i was like look dude i'm much more worried about underwhelming people than overwhelming people and I kind of went with that philosophy, but I do get it. There can be a little bit much where you're like, oh God, this guy again, what's he, what's he saying now? So I, I'm going to tone it back a little bit this year, be a little bit more selective about the stuff that I'm putting out. But other, other than that, it's pretty much the same strategy. And uh, I, I really like that because I like to see you, to watch your videos. I think it would be boring to read an article from James Austin's. I don't want to be unpolite, but I really like your presence, the way you are explaining stuff and so on. Therefore, please keep doing uh, videos. And, uh, yes, and rela related to the videos, uh, I am again perhaps saying a question that you don't like, but you get, got this question several times. Um, I am following you on the different channels and I checked this morning on TikTok, you have 25 followers. Why yes. are you still on TikTok? <laughs> right, so there's two reasons why I'm still on TikTok. Do you wanna know what those two reasons are? Yes. Okay, so reason number one is if TikTok ever blows up and becomes the hub for customer experience, I've already got a bunch of content there. I will have already taken over the, the, the TikTok CX world. Um, already is that going to happen no probably not so the second reason is and this is this is this is the stupidest reason on tiktok when you post a video it's really easy to add you know like the like when you memeify something and you put the words above and below it's really easy to do that on tiktok so before i post to instagram Right. Rather than going through hours of editing, I just post it to TikTok with the words above and below on like the black banners with the white writing. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. And then that downloads to my phone. But of course, it's the long thing and it's got the TikTok logos on it. But then when I upload it to Instagram, it automatically crops it into a square and crops out those logos. So it's just it's just a little productivity hack that realistically if i never posted to TikTok again i don't think it would be the end of the world but it's it's just an easy way to do that i've, I've only got a few superpowers i think everybody's got superpowers 
okay everybody no matter who you are no matter where you are in the world my number one most valuable superpower is that i am lazy and i will work harder than anyone else on this entire planet to figure out an easy way to do something which also my second superpower is that i'm stupid because i've probably spend about as much time <laughs> like figuring out a shortcut way to do something as if I were to just do it the traditional way anyway. But of course that's good because it means other people can learn from my stupidity because they don't have to go through the process of figuring out how to do it a quick way. But it, seriously, if I can find a quick and easy way to do something, I'm on it. And this is also related to one of your big uh, webcast and explanation of the CX6. It must be, it must be the first three, uh, easy, quick, and so on. And therefore, I, I, I fully understand. Yeah, easy, fast, convenient. Exactly. Um, let, let's go back to the to the business track. And you mentioned something on uh, on your academy and the course that you are doing in, in February. Uh, I think also for the audience, because as you said, you are already at defined level, but other people are starting. When did you really understand that it was really the job you could do and it was not only a passion but it was something that you were also able to get money salary and monetize what what you are doing i think it was i don't it wasn't really a plan to start with it was it was a necessity that so when i got made redundant from the company i was working for back in the day um, if you've got any American listeners, that's being downsized. Like, so you don't, you don't, you don't get fired. It's just your job doesn't exist anymore. So I got made redundant. And while I was at that company, we had loads of really expensive, crappy consultants come through. So I was like, well, I could be a really expensive, crappy consultant. So I just started doing that. It, it was, it, it, there was no real plan. It was a case of, I'll just, I guess I'll try this out. And, and I got really lucky. I managed to work with some really cool companies along the way. And you people will have heard me reel these companies off time and time again. But if, if this is the first time you're listening to me, I've worked for people like Disney, Adobe, Lego, American Express, IBM, Microsoft, airlines all over the world, governments all over the world, banks all over the world, people like Disney. I know I already said Disney, people like Nike. So um, help, helping train their people in methods to improve customer experience so i kind of just gravitated towards that really it was i enjoy the training side i enjoy the coaching side i don't enjoy the consulting side i just, I just don't it's just not me it's, i haven't got the patience for it there's far far too many um like office politics things i'm just oh no that's not me at all however there are some people out there that are amazing at doing that so that talk to them about consultancy stuff and just originally i started making lots of content because i was like well if i make more content people will see it and they'll get to know me and they'll get to know that i know what i'm talking about and it will help me well they'll then come and say hey will you come and do this training or hey will you come and do this talk somewhere and it was never really the plan to start monetizing other things like like the influence it was more companies reaching out to me and saying hey 
can we pay you to run this webinar? And you're like, no, thank you. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, it's, I'm like, uh, yeah, I guess so. So you do that and you go, oh, that wasn't so bad. And like, oh, can we pay you to do host this thing? And I'm like, yeah, okay. And I'm, in, in the end, I'm like, oh, that's that's pretty cool. And I suppose what they're, they're paying for part is personality. The other part is influence. It's the fact that, and it goes back to what I said earlier, all of this is about attention getting. The, the people that do best in this world of independent business or expert business is the, the people that get the most attention. So yeah, you have to be good at attention getting. And, and I'm lucky that, of course, this whole rock star thing is pretty good at attention getting. And other companies say that, they go, ah, we're a boring <laughs> software company. This guy's good at getting attention. Let's partner with him to do that stuff. So it, it, I never really sat down and, and said, oh, how do I monetize this? It, it kind of just fell into my lap, which is pretty cool, I guess. But as a result, I've managed to look back and sort of reverse engineer the things that I did at, at the time that I did them that allowed me to do that. But again, it's, as I'm talking about it, there's stages to go through. People just starting out in this aren't going to immediately get paid to run webinars for companies. They're not immediately going to get paid to host events. They're not immediately going to get paid to talk at events. It's, um, it's this stages you've got to go through and there's certain activities that you need to focus on at different levels of your business. And I think you, you, you use the word, uh, it's, um, it's uh, a roadmap that you need to go through. Yeah. It, it's a growth path. At the end, you need to grow and to be able also to, to manage um, these uh, this webinars and create and continue creating the content. Thank you very much, James. Uh, now, on the last part of, of this uh, discussion, we would like to learn a bit more about James. We learned that, uh, that you did this 10 days only with waters. The last time we discussed, we, I learned that you are an Aston Villa fan. And, <laughs> and perhaps the, the next question is, how can you ensure to have a satisfactory life work balance? Because you're really everywhere. I think you are getting quite a lot of requests and so on. How can you ensure that? It's a bit of a cliche, but I love what I do. So it, it doesn't always, sometimes it feels like work when you're doing like the admin stuff that feels like work. I don't enjoy that, but it makes like the other stuff makes it worth it. So it's not, it, it's not that difficult. I mean, in the past, it allowed me to travel as well, travel around the world. My family could come with me. Of course, that's not happening with COVID, but it will again. So there's, there's swings and roundabouts, like being an independent trainer, coach or consultant. There's, there's positives and there's negatives. Um, the probably to sum it up, it, the, the best thing about being like an independent entrepreneur or solopreneur is the best thing is that you're in complete control of everything. The worst thing is that you're in complete control of everything. So you can, you can have flexibility. You can have a day where you're like, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm going to work extra either side and I'm going to take a day out to spend time with the family or go somewhere. And I think that the families of people 
who are in this line of work understand that as well. Sometimes there's going to be times where you don't see a person for days because they're locked in a room working. However, that allows for a couple of days next week where in the middle of the week you can do something that maybe you wouldn't have been able to do before. So I don't, I probably didn't really answer that question as to how to strike a, a work-life balance. So yeah, I think I fluffed that question. I don't, I don't think I really answered it very well, other than saying, uh, can you even do I don't know. That's a good question. I don't think I answered it very well, but it's a good question. How do you do it? I think the the, the answer is it's, it's great because what you are telling to us or my interpretation is that you were able to find something where you are not you are not splitting anymore. This is work and this is life and I need to have a clear split. But you are working at something that you are really passionate at and therefore you 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 are, you are doing that and you don't care. It's now seven. Uh, PM and therefore I need to stop and I need to go because it's 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 your job and it's your really your your passion and um, and therefore I think that's something like in the medicine the doctors and so on that are working hours and hours because this is because they are on this world and perhaps you find you found out your why and this is your why and therefore you are doing that yeah because that, that's the thing it's like work life and personal life it's all just life at the end exactly. of the day so i think who said that might have been tony shea r.i.p from zappos talking about like he, the culture at zappos that it's just life it's not work life and like home life it's, it's life and of course like my family's been on this journey with me sure. um to to get to where i am so they're just as invested in this as as i am so i guess yeah, it's just it becomes life. That that's the the great the greatest answer I could I could get because you don't need to to split anymore. <laughs> uh, uh, that's the easiest question that you receive. How is it possible to contact you? Find me on LinkedIn. If you're not connected to me on LinkedIn already, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> just find me on LinkedIn, um, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok everywhere uh if you want to drop me like a private message you can do that through linkedin or drop me an email at jd at rockstar.cx thank you very much james and my this is my last question uh, could you please share your last gold nugget with the audience it's something that you already explained or something new that you would leave to the audience I think probably just going back to the successful customer outcome before you do anything, just try and make it a habit to stop, step back and ask yourself, what is the successful customer outcome? What is the goal this customer is trying to achieve? What's their target? And of course their target isn't to interact with you. Their goal isn't to interact with you. Their goal is going to be something else completely. And if you can understand what that is, you can better understand the role that you play in helping them achieve that. And once you understand that, the way you go about doing things will be a lot different. Your success rate and the customer success rate is going to be a lot better. So I just say, just try and get into the habit of asking yourself, what is the successful outcome for this customer? Thank you very much, James. And as usual, I am not commenting your gold nugget because it's your gold nugget. And therefore, I really, really, I want to close and say thank you very much, James.
You're welcome, and thank you so much for having me. And also to the audience, thank you very much for being here. It was really a great pleasure. I hope that you enjoyed this uh, smart discussion with James. For me, it was really a great success having James real with me. Thank you very much. And I close with Arrivederci. Bye-bye.